I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and brain health expert, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for working moms who are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a working mom with big career dreams, I know what it's like to not have enough time in the day and to lack the skills and confidence to reach your goals. I have spent years understanding how our brains work and learning what holds us back from having the courage to reach our dreams. Each week, I'll be sharing practical strategies to help you find more time in your day, build your confidence, fight back against mom guilt, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Bold Life Podcast. Today, we're talking about how the words you say impact your confidence. And I'll share the four words you need to banish from your vocabulary. Stick around and I'll give you some practical tips on how to retrain your brain to ditch these confidence-destroying words. You might not know this, but the words and language we use play a huge role in how our brains see the world and ourselves. Our brains really evolved for language. Language is so important that in medicine, we call the half of the brain that controls speech and language the dominant half of your brain. Surgeons call the areas that control language eloquent tissue, and they do everything they can to avoid damaging those areas because we know how important the ability to understand language and communicate are to our daily lives. Really, the ability to use language to communicate is what separates us from other animals. It allows us to work together in groups, to problem solve, and to share our knowledge. Think about it. If we didn't have language and a way to communicate, each new generation would have to reinvent the wheel. But this doesn't happen because we're able to pass along our knowledge through stories and books, and we're able to communicate that knowledge to future generations. You can see how important language is to our society, but it's also really important to our brains and to how we see the world. Language doesn't just mean the words that come out of our mouths, it means our thoughts as well. All the language, words, thoughts you have impact how you see the world, how you see yourself, and even impact your level of confidence. Here's a simple example of how this language difference works. Let me ask you this. When you mess up at work, do you say, darn, I failed, or ugh, I'm such a failure? Can you hear the difference? It's small, but it's really important. If when I mess up, the first thought I have is, man, I'm a failure. I make mistakes a personal quality, some deep quality about myself. If I make a mistake, it means I'm a failure, me as a person. Can you see how that would be a huge blow to your confidence? And it's hard to change when we believe that failure is some innate quality, something personal about you, something deep at your core. I'm a failure whenever I make mistakes. Really hard to build that confidence, right? But if instead, when I mess up, I say, oh man, I failed, my brain makes failure an action. Something that happened. Just a thing. Not something about me as a person. Not something that defines me. Failure is an action. A thing that happened. I'm not a failure. It's just that I failed in this example. See the difference? It really does make a huge difference to our brains. Again, if I mess up and I think it means something personal about me, I'm a failure, that is really tough on our minds. 
But if instead, if I believe failure is an action, something that just happens, then it's possible to learn from it. My brain sees failure or messing up as an experience. It's still going to suck and hurt, of course, but not nearly as big of a blow to my self-esteem as if I think failure means that I'm a failure as a person. See what I'm saying? I'm way more likely to try that thing again if I believe that when I mess up, it's just a mistake or a failure compared to if I believe when I mess up, it means I'm a failure. Seeing mistakes and failures as something that happens rather than a confirmation of something personal, deep-rooted about me, means you're much more likely to try that thing again. The difference between I failed and I'm a failure might seem small, but to your brain and to your confidence level, it makes all the difference. Here's another way that language impacts your confidence. The mental record you say to yourself all day. I'm a failure is a great example of that negative record playing in your mind. Start paying attention to what you tell yourself all day. Are the things that you say to yourself encouraging? Are you your own cheerleader? Do you say to yourself, I can do this. I'm smart. I can figure this out. Yeah, I'm struggling right now, but I've been through tough times before and I can do this. Do you congratulate yourself when you have successes? Or are you constantly putting yourself down? Ugh, I can't believe I said that. I'm such a loser. I'm never going to be smart enough. Why am I such a mess all the time? I'm such a failure. No one's going to like me. What an idiot. I'm never going to be successful. Any of that mental record sound familiar? Remember, confidence is a habit that you develop over time. All those negative things that you're saying to yourself all day, every day, are hitting your confidence hard. Imagine for a minute, it wasn't you saying all these horrible things to yourself, but someone standing over your shoulder all day berating you and telling you everything you do is wrong. No wonder your confidence is low, right? Remember, language is so important to our brains. So if what's filling my brain are all these negative thoughts about myself all the time, my brain is going to start to believe those thoughts. Remember, for our brains, practice is key. If what I'm saying over and over and over again are really horrible things about myself, beating myself up, knocking myself down, doubting myself all the time, my brain is going to learn pretty fast that that's the way it wants to behave. It's going to start to believe all those negative things I tell myself. No wonder, again, your confidence is going to be low. When our brains start down this path of negative thinking, there tend to be certain words that pop up and keep the hamster wheel of negativity going. Here are four words I'd recommend watching out for. When you catch yourself using these words, whether you're saying them out loud or it's your internal record playing, beating yourself up, stop. Then ask yourself if what you're thinking is really true. Here's what I mean. First word to watch out for that you need to banish from your vocabulary, always. As in, I always mess up. Or I'm always going to be broke. Or I'm always going to be single. The problem with these types of thoughts is they focus on the extreme and they take away your brain's feeling of control, its sense of control. How can I possibly do anything to change my life if I believe things are always going to be this way? See what I'm saying? If my brain believes the world exists in this black or white world, these extremes of I'm always going to be this way, life is always going to be like this. How can your brain possibly have the confidence to try something new? Remember, 
the more you say these things to yourself, the more your brain is going to believe them as well. So if I'm telling myself things are always going to be this way, I'm always going to be this type of person, really hard for our brains to change. Makes sense. It would be tough for your brain to have the confidence to try something new, right? And chances are these thoughts aren't true anyway. It's just that negative hamster wheel spinning. Life is not black and white. There are so many exceptions. When you can see the gray, the messy in between, it opens up so many possibilities. Instead of, I always mess up, how about saying to yourself, well, I messed up this time. Can you see the difference there? See how saying I messed up this time makes messing up more of an action and less of something about us like we talked about before. I always mess up is giving your brain kind of that ultimatum, saying it's always going to be this way. But if I just messed up this time, again, messing up becomes an action, a thing that happens, not something that's core and central to who you are. So your brain is much more likely to say, okay, I messed up this time, but next time I can try again. If instead I tell myself I always mess up, chances are I'm not going to try again. I'm not going to put myself out there, right? If you notice yourself saying always, stop, banish that word. Add something like, I messed up this time, or I'm broke right now, but it's not necessarily going to be this way forever. There are things I can do. Yes, I'm single right now, but maybe there will be a time in the future where I'm not. Give your brain that gray area. Stop thinking in those extremes. Second word to banish from your vocabulary goes along with always, never. As in, I'll never be as good a mom as that person, or I'm never going to be smart enough, or I'm never going to be good enough, or I'm never going to be successful enough. Same problem as word number one, like I said. When we see the world in extremes, it can be really tough on our brains. I'm either good or bad, successful or a failure, loved or unlovable. There's no room for that gray area in between with these words like never and always. But the gray area is where we grow. The gray area is where hope and change thrive. Live in the gray. Avoid the trap of seeing the world as black or white. Try this instead. Rather than saying, I'm never going to be good enough, how about saying, I'm not good enough at this yet? That yet on the end there is really important for your brain. What it does is it adds some gray area and it adds some hope. I'm never going to be good enough or I'm not good enough yet means I can practice, right? Okay, maybe I'm not good enough right now at whatever thing I'm trying to do, but if I keep practicing, I can get there. But if you just say to yourself, I'm never going to be good enough, there's no hope. There's no chance for improvement. Adding yet on the end of it brings back that control for your brain, which makes your brain much more likely to try again, which is how we know we build confidence. Word number three to banish from your vocabulary, can't. I know we've heard this one our whole lives, but let me talk about it a little bit. Every time we say we can't do something, we're taking control away from our brains and our brains hate this. They love to be in control and it totally zaps our motivation and confidence when we take this control away. Here's what I'd recommend doing instead. Instead of saying, I can't, I challenge you to say, I won't. Let me explain how this works. I love this one, actually. I use it all the time. I learned it a while ago from Marie Forleo, actually. What she said, and what I love, is that it's not true that you can't. 
at least most of the time and not yet, right? I can't go to the gym today. Mm -mm, Not true. I could go to the gym today if I left work early, but work is more of a priority for me today. Fair enough. What's true is that I won't go to the gym today because I have other priorities. See how that small change brings control back? If I say I can't go to the gym today, it's making that out of my control. I can't do something means the world is working against me. It's a barrier that I can't get through. But instead, if I say I won't go to the gym today, it's a choice that you're making. It's a small distinction for your brain, but it makes all the difference in the world. Saying I can't takes away that control, puts the control outside of you. All these things are in your way, so you can't do this thing. But if instead I say to myself, I won't do this today, I am making that choice. And usually it's because of a reason and probably a good reason. I won't go to the gym today because I need to prioritize work. Cool. Great. Not a problem. But at least you're being honest with yourself, right? If I just say I can't go to the gym, that's really not true. And again, it's taking that control away and it's going to add more frustration, more overwhelm to me because I'm going to feel like so much of my life is out of control. But if I recognize that when I'm saying I can't, I really am making a decision. What I'm saying is I won't do this because these other things are a priority for me. It brings all that control back. As a bonus, if you use this strategy of saying I won't rather than I can't, you're going to be way more likely to do the thing later. If I say I can't go to the gym, I'm too busy, zapping my motivation and confidence. But instead, if I say I won't go to the gym because I have these other priorities, I'm way less likely to feel guilty about not going to the gym because I've made that conscious choice. I've chosen work over the gym today, which is totally fine if that's my priority, as long as I'm being honest with myself. And because that guilt is less when I'm taking back that control, when I'm recognizing that I'm actually making a choice in the situation not to go to the gym, I'm way more likely to be confident going to the gym next time. As compared to if I say I can't go to the gym, then I'm going to beat myself up for not going to the gym. I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to feel out of control, way less likely to go next time. Less guilt means more likely to do the thing again in the future. We want to reduce that guilt. Whenever you hear yourself saying I can't, replace it with I won't because. Give yourself a reason. You want to tell your brain, I'm making this choice because I have another priority and that priority is okay. Another hack for this one is adding on yet, like we talked about in the last example. So maybe it's not I can't go to the gym. Maybe it's I can't start my own business. Okay, maybe right now you don't have the skills to start your own business, but with some learning and some practice, maybe you can get there. So what's true is that I can't start my own business yet, or I can't lose weight yet. Remember how that yet gives your brain that sense of control? It means that there's a chance for growth, a chance for hope, a chance to learn. It's another really great strategy to modify that I can't when you notice it popping up. Word number four to eliminate from your vocabulary, the shoulds, as in I should be more successful. I should be going to the gym. This one is the absolute worst in my opinion. All playing that game of the shoulds does is make us feel guilty. I'm not doing enough. I'm not good enough. I should be better. I should be more successful. I should be skinnier. I should be happier. All that's doing is beating up your confidence. 
If you're going to pick one word from this list to totally banish from your vocabulary, let it be should. The shoulds are also pretty sneaky. What happens is your brain makes you feel bad when you start using the shoulds. You feel guilty, the shoulds creep in, then you're just beating yourself up and not getting anything done. As well, again, using those shoulds takes away that control. You're starting to put pressure on yourself, right? I should be doing this. I should be doing more. See how that's putting all that pressure on you and also taking away your choice and your control. Shoulds usually come from external pressure, right? I should be skinnier because I see all these people that are skinnier. I should be farther ahead in my career because I see all these people that are farther ahead in my career, right? It's those external pressures that we put on ourselves. Yuck. We want to have that control. Banish the shoulds. Instead of saying should, I challenge you to say, I want to do this. Not, I should be going to the gym. I want to go to the gym more. Then your brain is going to start coming up with solutions to actually get you to the gym. Not, I should get that project done. I want to get that project done so I can move forward. So here's what I'm going to do to make this happen. See how that thinking pattern changes? I should get this done. Dead stop. Guilt. I want to get this done, so here's what I'm going to do about it. That's the way your brain's going to go in that situation. Or you can use the won't trick here. Maybe you feel like you should, but it's just not a priority right now. I should get that project done becomes I won't get that project done today because I have these other priorities. I should call my mom, but I won't call my mom today because I have a lot going on and I'm not really feeling up to talking to her today. Totally cool. Brain then says, all right, we have a rational explanation. We don't need to feel guilty because we've made this decision. All these words, the shoulds, can't, never, always, they put a ton of pressure on your mind and they take away your sense of control, which just leads to lots of guilt, lots of overwhelm. By rewording and getting rid of these words, Wording those phrases in a different way to take back that control makes us way more likely to keep persevering, way more likely to push forward, way more likely to achieve success. For the next week, I challenge you to pay attention every time you say always, never, can't, or should. Same goes for thinking those words. How do you feel in those moments? I'm guessing not very good about yourself. So maybe it's time to banish those words from your vocabulary. If you haven't signed up already, there's still time to get in on my new five-day confidence bootcamp, how to retrain your brain from self-doubt to self-confidence. Each day, you'll get a video lesson from yours truly and a worksheet to help you retrain your brain for confidence. As a bonus, it's free. Just go to drnicolebyers.com forward slash bootcamp to sign up. That's drnicolebyers.com forward slash bootcamp. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Okay, let's wrap it up. Today, we talked about how much the words you use, even if you're just saying them in your mind, can tank your confidence and fill you with doubt, stress, and overwhelm. And I gave you four words to stop using, along with some strategies to reframe those thoughts for success. Give them a try and let me know what you think. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is The Bold Life Podcast. 